Welcome to the TMI Show. Hope you're ready to be touched, moved, and inspired. I'm Sean Butler, one of the owners of Abundance Education. Our radio show and workshops are designed for you to create the results you want in your life now and live the life of your dreams. We're here in sunny South Florida in the Own Your Power Studios. As always, I'm sitting next to my beautiful partner in business and in life, the gorgeous Sherry Zafrula. Thank you. Hello, everybody. I'm super excited to talk about this week's topic. What would be possible if you were to live extraordinary, abundantly, and daringly? The purpose of Abundance Education is to give you tools and the opportunity to access everything you need to create the life of your dreams now. A life with abundance, purpose, and being your best possibility. Inspiring and inviting others to be the same. Find out more about all of our workshops, trainings, and the TMI radio show at www.abundanceeducation.com. So last week, we talked about the four principles to transform your life, part one, specifically about being your word and not taking things personally. Yes, we learned what it means to be your word, the power of your word, and how self-worth is tied to your word. We also learn not to take things personally because it's really not even about you. And what might be possible if we didn't let the opinions and actions of others affect you? If you want to catch that show, make sure to download our podcast from www.abundanceeducation.com. So who do we have in the dream room tonight? In this show, we are privileged to have several people who have made a huge impact in our lives. We have Leah Lamb. Carlos Campania, and Gustavo Aguilar. Woo! Go ahead and tell us something about yourselves. So my name's Leah Lamb. I'm 42 years old. I'm originally from Texas, but live here in Florida now. I'm the mother of a beautiful 20-year-old daughter who's in college and a 15-year-old special needs son. That's, I think, the most important thing that I do. Mm. <laughs> And I'm also a recovery coach. So I support people who are recovering from drug and alcohol addiction and moving forward in their lives in a powerful way. Awesome. We're so happy to have you back with us here tonight, Leah. Thank Thanks. you. I'm so happy to be here. Woohoo! Hi, my name is Carlos Campana. I'm 45 years old. Uh, I've been here in Florida since 1985, originally from New Jersey. Have two, two grown kids also. Uh, one is at school in Tallahassee. And the other one is here. Uh, I do real estate, uh, so I'm a realtor here in South Florida, and I'm also involved in transformation and personal coaching, uh, similar to what Abundance Education does. Um, so that's pretty much part of my background. Awesome. Hi, everybody. I'm Gustavo Aguilar, originally from Costa Rica. I'm 36 years old, and I've lived here half of my life. I am currently a physician assistant. And I specialize in endocrinology, um, currently in family medicine, and training into rheumatology now. 
have a beautiful girlfriend, and I'm happy to be here with you guys. Thank awesome. you guys for coming out tonight. So tonight we'll be discussing the two principles that would transform your life based on the book, The Four Agreements. Don't make assumptions and always do your best. But first, we'll take a little music break and pay some bills. The TMI Radio Show will be right back. Have your pens, smartphones, iPads out so you can take some notes. In yourself, yeah. You got to believe in yourself. away from becoming a CEO. Enroll today in Own Your Power Communications' groundbreaking course, Eight Weeks to CEO. This powerful eight-week program is based on Simone Kelly's book, Jack of All Trades, Master of None, and features her private coaching, which will keep you focused on a progressive transformation of your business. If you're ready to fire your boss, an entrepreneur at heart, a business owner, and or overwhelmed with your business, You'll benefit tremendously when you sign up for this personalized business development program. It will give you the knowledge, tools, insight, and confidence to lead your company and create extraordinary results. Eight weeks to CEO. Enroll today for one-on-one or online classes. For more information, call 877-545-7352. That's 877-545-7352. You're only eight weeks away from becoming a CEO. Believe in what you want to be. You gotta believe in yourself. Yeah, in yourself. Welcome back to the TMI Show. I'm Sean Butler in the Dream Room with Sherry Zafrula, and tonight's topic is The Four Principles to Transform Your Life, Part 2. Today we have in the Dream Room Leah Lamb, Carlos Campania, and Gustavo Aguilar. Welcome to the show. The first topic of this evening is Don't Make Assumptions. Clearly communicate with others, ask questions, and have the, the courage to express what you really want. So as humans, why do we make assumptions? So I'll, I'll speak into that. This is Leah. As human beings, we all have stories and histories that, you know, we create over our lifetimes. So when we encounter a situation that reminds us of something in our past, we automatically assume that we know what's happening, right? Mm. And that's not necessarily true. In fact, it's rarely true (laughs) because each moment is a new moment. And when we're making assumptions, we have no idea what is happening with the other person, what their intent is, what the come from is. And we're coming from our history and reading something into it that's our interpretation, not necessarily the truth of what's occurring in the situation. So, Carlos, was there ever a time in your life where you made an assumption and you were not right? Oh, plenty of times <laughs> when I made assumptions. <laughs> I could probably think of one <laughs> this morning, yesterday, <laughs> the day before. Uh, it's something that as, as much as you want to be conscious, well, speaking for myself, as much as I want to be conscious of not doing it, 
um, it, it's almost, it's a daily challenge, really. It, it really have to be conscious and present with what you're doing, what you're thinking, what you're saying. You know, and it's like Leah said, it's very easy to go back to a past experience uh, and do something like that. You know, I've, there's times that, for example, even with a real estate client, you know, I may have talked to a client and they kind of indicated that they wanted a certain type of property and because they've said something in the conversation, I assumed that that's what they wanted and when in fact it wasn't. And I could have asked one or two more questions to clarify and I didn't because then at that point it was embarrassing to go back and ask one or two more questions, which is probably the number one reason why we just jump or I jumped to an assumption because of the embarrassment of going back and asking a question that I should have asked before. Mm -hmm. I personally think that it has to do with a lack of uh, courage and um, about looking good in front of other people. Um, not seeking clarification for things can lead to errors and at work, in relationships, um, and how we handle things. So I think most of the things that have to do with assumption is related to not having the courage to just speak freely, to be yourself, and say what you mean. You know, and ask, if you don't understand something, it's about asking the other person, what exactly did you mean? Being, having a clear communication with the individual. And that will definitely affect your job and your relationships, um, relationships with your friends and family. So I personally think, you know, just having the courage to ask what you really want to know. Yeah, absolutely. And, and sometimes along in your life and along in my life, assumptions have worked for me. Like an example of an assumption that has worked for me is when I wanted to ask Sherry out. I just assumed, of course, she'd want to go out with me, right? So that worked for me. It didn't matter if it was true, but that worked for me. But we'll, we'll talk about that aspect of assumptions later. A lot of times, assumptions can actually be damaging in relationships. Um, I actually have the privilege of having um, my part two workshop coach here, Leah Lamb. That would be me. Right? <laughs> and there was a time where I was actually done with part two and I was going on through a leadership program. And I would call Leah and she wouldn't pick up. And I would text her and she wouldn't text me back for a couple of days. <laughs> right? And I was like, what? what is going on? And then I started making up. Oh, she don't like me. She's mad at me. Uh, now that she's done coaching me, she doesn't care. And, and those were assumptions that, that were very damaging. When I, you know, I could have just asked you, like, what is going on? Um, are you upset with me? You know, I'm making up since you don't want to get back in touch, in touch with me that are, are really not important to you at this point. And th those things are, are the type of things that can really start building in a relationship and, and putting up a wall over something that is not true. What I later found out is Leah coaches everybody on the planet, <laughs> right? And, you know, she's, she's got her own personal life. Imagine that, right? Where she gets to have time for herself. And it really had nothing to do about me, right? And it had nothing to do with her not liking me or things like that. But so for, for the audience out there, I hope you can see how, how making assumptions is like you're just making up your own reality based off the, the way that you see things or that, that you make it up. And it can actually put barriers in, in, in front of you and your relationships. 
So has that ever happened to any of you? Well, what you're saying is actually very interesting. And the thing about it is that it just perpetuates, you know, a situation that gets worse and worse because you start off making an example. Like you gave the example with Leah, you know, you assumed that she wasn't interested or she didn't care or whatever you made, the hundred reasons that you made up for right. her not calling you. Well, what happened was is that every day that went by, you continued to add on top of that. And yep. if you spoke to XYZ person and say, oh, yeah, I just spoke to Leah, and oh, she's doing great, then it's even worse. Because now <laughs> right. you're like, whoa, hold on. Why is she speaking to him and not speaking to me? So she likes that person more. Or that really confirms my assumption from yesterday. See, I knew that I was right. I knew that she didn't like me. I knew that she didn't want to speak to me. When in fact, maybe that person just happened to be on the list of calls before you and she was working with that person. Maybe they had a bigger problem than yours, you know, and she had to make a decision as to listen, you know, this person is a more critical situation than Sean. And I love Sean. He's the greatest guy in the world, but I don't have time to talk to him right now. But yet, you know, your assumption led to another assumption and another assumption and another assumption. Mm -hmm. And it just gets worse and worse. It's like a snowball effect, you know, and that's happened to me. You know, I've, I've made different assumptions for different things. And before I knew it, I just created this whole entire movie over something that happened when in reality it was just a, something as simple as misunderstanding something or miscommunicating something, but I took it upon myself to just create this whole entire fantastic story about it. Yeah, absolutely. And do any of you have a story where that actually like got in the way of a relationship? It doesn't have to be like your primary relationship, but any relationship. Well, that actually happened to me with you when we first started dating. Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> oh here we go again. <laughs> um, in the beginning, when we first started dating, Sean would text me every day. You know, good morning, whatever, how was your day? You know, simple things or a quote, something to start the conversation. And one day, I didn't get anything in the morning. I'm like, what's up with this dude? Where's my text message? What's going on? Right? And then I assumed, oh, buddy, maybe... Like, he's not interested anymore. And I went in into this whole huge story about he's not interested and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And then next thing you know, I speak to him the next day, and he just happened to be busy at work that morning. Something so simple. Right. Yeah. My, my husband lives in Texas while I live in Florida. Mm. So this particular <laughs> agreement is really important in our relationship. Absolutely. You know, we own a pharmacy in Texas, and he's there handling that, and I'm here with a with a full schedule of coaching clients. So it's really important when he calls me and I can't answer the phone, I'm committed to something else, I'm on a call, I call him, he can't answer the phone because he's handling a very busy business up there. You know, that my mind, don't, I just don't start going, oh, is he on the phone with some other girl? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you could see how that could go bad really quick. Real quick. <laughs> Real quick. Yeah. In a matter so. of seconds. In a, yeah. And quick, that, that fast, and That has happened to me in the past when, because I have hearing aids. I'm hearing impaired since I was seven years old. And a lot of times people talk to me, and I'm not looking at them. So if they're next to me or behind me, I keep on walking. I keep on doing what I'm doing. And they're thinking that I'm ignoring them or, or that I'm stuck up or that I think I'm better than them. And in fact, I just didn't hear them. And I've had people multiple times up to the day, even with patients when I'm in the room, um, I ask questions. Uh, did you say seven? Did you say six? And I'm like, are you deaf? They actually ask me if I'm deaf. And as a matter of fact, I tell them, yes, I am. I take both of the hearing aids out. <laughs> and I show it to them. <laughs> and I'm having this as I was seven. Or I, on the other hand, I have patients who, who tell me, 
you know, like, why are you so mean? I'm like, no, I don't, I'm not mean. And then they explain to me what happened at the moment. And then I, once I explain to them that I'm hearing impaired, it's like, oh, my God, you're the nicest person ever. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's a matter of the assumptions that we make at the moment and what mm. we want to believe at the moment that can lead us to, you know, errors or, you know, uh, negative feelings at the moment or just being opinionated about situations or people that have nothing to do with what you're actually thinking about. Well, the most ironic thing is that in the most most in most cases, our assumptions don't serve us. If you really sit there and start looking through all the different assumptions that we make on a daily basis, in most cases they don't serve us. They're usually not an assumption like you know where you assume that Sherry would go out with you. In most cases, like she's not going to go out with me. Right. I, I don't even know why I'm going to ask her. You know, she's too cute. She's too this. She's too that. She's never going to want to go out with me. Forget it. You know, and in most cases it's not, and and, and that's really like. A powerful tool to even supporting our own beliefs towards ourselves or our own self-esteem, mm. you know, to not assume because then we're in, in a different place. You know, we're not looking at something like it's not possible. Right. And so is it even possible not to make assumptions? I personally think that we're not perfect and we will always, even at a subconscious level, make assumptions mm -hmm. Can we work on it? Yes, we can. That's what we can do. We can be aware of it. Mm. We can get better at it. We can recognize it, and we can take action. What can we do? We can ask. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the first step in making anything different or having a choice about anything is becoming aware of it. Like, I personally believe we make assumptions and judgments all the time. It's part of the human condition. It's, it's never going to stop. Because of all of our, our history and our experiences in the past, we're always going to be making those assumptions. But like, like you alluded to, you can become aware of that and, and keep it conscious in the conscious level and, and choose to get clarity on it, right? Which really brings us to, to one of our next questions. What are some ways not to make assumptions? So one of the most powerful tools that I utilize to not make assumptions is when I go into the automatic of making the assumptions and I notice that my mind is running and going there is to be an interruption to myself and mm. just the simple reminder of, you know, I really am making all that up and I have no idea what's really happening here. Let me ask a few questions. That's one of the most powerful tools that I utilize personally on a daily basis. Can you give me an example of that? Well, you know, <laughs> so I actually do have an example. Awesome. So um, given that my husband lives in Texas and I live here, there was a time I went home to visit and I found a, a pair of his boxer shorts on the boat, right, mm -hmm. which is out in the shop. And I'm like, oh, well, he has no reason to have boxer shorts on the <laughs> boat. <laughs> and well, even if he did wear his boxer shorts to the boat, why would he take them off? You know? And so there I go, like in a tailspin. <laughs> and it turned out to be something very simple. You know, a friend of his had come over and he had taken it was and it was a couple, you know, they had gone out on the lake and they were going to go to dinner afterwards. And so he let her borrow a pair of boxer shorts they went to dinner and she tossed them on the boat after dinner, you know, mm. like really simple something. And so 
that could have been, again, very damaging to our relationship. Because here I'm over here thinking, like, why is my husband getting naked on the boat? <laughs> you know, and given that I wasn't there at the time. <laughs> and and that, that's very important. Like, you got clarity on the situation. You, you had the courage to ask the answer. So why do you think people fear expressing what they want from others or getting clarity about what's really going on? I think it's very simple. It has to do with how other people are going to perceive us. And and we can come up with tons of emotions and feelings, and we want to avoid that. We want to avoid conflict. We want to avoid rejection. We want to avoid uh, people looking at us in a bad way because this is not what we want. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it has to do with how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive others. Well, I think... I think uh, I would probably say one of the top three reasons is because we're afraid of people telling us what we don't want to hear. Right. You know, Good or they're boy. not saying what <laughs> we want to hear because in our head, we already made up what things are or we already are assuming certain things or we just want to hear something else. And then by asking, they may not tell us what exactly we want to hear. So it's going to be disappointing or mm-hmm. just like a total disaster. Yeah. And, and that all, I'll give you an example of that. Like what I said earlier is I just made an assumption that, that Sherry wanted to go out with me. As a guys, we all know that that's like total BS. I sat there and I was like, oh, oh. if I ask her, is she going to tell me what I want to hear? Am I going to be crushed? What is <laughs> going to happen? And I went through like agonizing, torturing myself <laughs> over you know time and time no. to just get clarity on it, right? And and like it, it's just amazing to me how much fear can have us, and and keep us from where we want to be, when all we have to do is just clarify what we're having. And you know, in a lot of cases, we could end up being pleasantly surprised because you know, how do you know that Sherry wasn't sitting there waiting for you to call her and ask you out, you know, wondering why you hadn't already asked her for so. In, in some cases, you know, it actually could be a pleasant surprise versus something catastrophic because we're not, we think we're not going to hear what we want to hear. Exactly. I think it's, uh, Sherry was probably saying, well, am I not sexy enough? Am I not pretty enough? Why is he never calling say me? That. <laughs> 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 but it is very important because having assumptions like that based on fear is what keep, keeps people stuck where they're at and keeps them from going for what they want. Like, the people who are successful in life and really going for what they want, they have all the same fear. They just step through it. They have the same things that get in their way, and they fall down time and time again, but they don't make the assumption that just because I fell once that I'm going to continually fall. And that's all we want to talk about that subject for right now. So the next topic is I'm always doing your best. It's that time again to take a break, but before we do that... This segment was brought to you by Alpha Windows and Doors. Alpha Windows and Doors is the impact window and door expert you can count on. They'll help you make your choices in selecting safe and secure window and doors against hurricanes and intruders. A hurricane may come only once or twice in a decade, but burglars and intruders can attack you at any time. Your investment in secure windows and doors can often be paid for by the savings on your homeowner's insurance premiums. Learn more at their website, www.alphaimpactwindows.com, 
or call them today at 866-64-ALPHA. We'll be back with the TMI show after these messages and some music. Kelly of Own Your Power Communications. We empower entrepreneurs to live the life they deserve through our internet radio network. We have thousands of listeners worldwide from Miami to Italy. If you're a speaker, author, or coach, and you're on a mission to change the world, the Own Your Power radio network has a global platform just for you. We're looking for the next personal and business development stars. If this sounds like you, you can be featured on one of our shows as an expert. There's a package for every budget. If you want to help others own their power, call us today to find out more information at 877-545-7352. That's 877-545-7352. Look forward to hearing from you.
to the TMI show. I'm Sean Butler in the dream room with Sherry Zafrula and tonight's topic is the four principles to transform your life part two. Now we're going to talk about an important topic. Do your best and be good with it. So what is your take on doing your best Carlos? My take on doing your best is basically doing everything consciously knowing that you're not giving any less or you're not giving any more than what you can possibly do at that moment. You know, at every given moment, you know, we have a different best, you know, or a different, say, 100% if you want to qualify it in the number. And, you know, today, you know, our 100% could literally be 100% or tomorrow 100% could be a 40% because we're not feeling well, we're sick, we're not in the mood, but we're still giving our best. So it, it basically is just knowing that at whatever we're doing, we're putting forth our best effort. Um, I, for me, it has to do with putting love into everything you do. Do it with passion, uh, not opening a space where you would ask yourself, you know, was I not doing the best where it would lead to, you know, self-guilt or blaming yourself? Like, I'll give you a quick example. You got divorced or you lost your job. And then you start asking yourself, well, was I a good employee or did I not have enough knowledge? Or did I not love her enough, give her enough love? You know, was I not good enough for this person? And when you have that, when you know deep in your heart that you're doing your best, there is no room for those uh, assumptions. Those are actually assumptions that we were talking about earlier. And I think giving your best with love and passion, as I was saying, will avoid that. Absolutely. So why are people so hard on themselves? Don't we all do our best? I, we do do our best. However, <laughs> there's there's a distinction that supports me, and that is excellence versus perfection. Mm -hmm. I tend to be a perfectionist, me right? <laughs> I have a certain idea of how things should look, and if it's not that way, it's just not good enough, right? That's what I tend to do. However, something can still be handled in excellence without it looking exactly the way mm. that I think it should look. And it still serves the space. It still serves what I'm up to. It hasn't happened. You know, my goal is met. And the what gets in my way is the, oh, well, you know, I should have gotten an A plus instead of an A. Well, so what's the point in that? Right? That's the kind of thing that gets in, in my way personally is thinking, oh, I, I could have done better. Well, if I could have done better in that moment, I would have done better in that moment. It brings me to my next question. Is it possible in any given moment to do better mm -hmm. than what you did? 
That's a good question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that there's always a a place where you know where we consciously know that we're not really putting forth our best effort. You know, where we're kind of consciously being lazy about something or consciously not really giving our hundred percent because. You know, doing your best, you know, it could be just taking the actions that you're taking and, and you're putting forth what you consider to be your best effort, or you can kind of not really do it with that consciousness of where, you know what, I'm really going to go for this. I'm really going to do it to the best of my possible ability, regardless of what it looks like. You know, part of what, what Leah said was very important because, you know, the difference between perfection and excellence is that you're never going to really achieve perfection. However, you can achieve excellence in what you're doing meaning that you're putting an honest effort into doing something, you're genuinely doing everything you possibly can to give your best. You know, can you go an extra mile, you know, or more than your best? I mean, that's kind of like the extra mile where you know, okay, well, I could go this far and, you know, I could stay at work at six and, you know, I'll get as much work as I can done. But if I stay this extra hour, I know I'll send out 10 more emails. I could potentially get another client. So that could probably be that difference between giving your best, your 100%, and going the extra mile. So it, is that really, really doing your best? Or is that your judgment of one experience of yourself and under certain circumstances and certain experiences competing at that level or, or doing whatever it was at that level? So, like, here's an example. Michael Jordan, you know, greatest basketball player who ever lived. Right, there were many nights he went out there, you know, full health, doing really good, and and, and put up a lot of numbers. Um, like his first time in the playoffs, you know, he got bumped out a couple times, right? But one, his best game that I I think and most people will think in in the playoffs, where is a game where he had the flu, and he was sick the whole day up until that. And like even at halftime, he was he was puking and and doing that. He played an incredible game, and ended up you know moving on in the playoffs. Another example of that is you know one of the best quarterbacks has ever played the game, Brett Favre, right? So he goes out and he has many many games that are just like incredible games, right? But he 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 could have put his best on that. The day his father died, he went out there and played out of his freaking mind. The best game of his career, period. Right? Way better than when he was, you know, feeling physically better, feeling emotionally better, right? He was able to do something even more. So my, my question with that would be, like, I don't think it's possible to do, like Lee was saying, in any given situation better than you did. It, it has to, to do with your experience at, at where you're at at that time, your knowledge of what's going on at that time. You know, we look back in hindsight, right? And we say, hey, I could have done that better. You know, I could have done this. I could have gone here. I could have gone there. No, you couldn't have. Because if you could have, you would have. Like, we as human beings don't set out to fail. We, we set out to do our best and, and, and to be powerful in every situation. And there's times where we come up short compared to the judgments of, of the past that we have for each other. And I think, like, we get to understand that do your best and be good with it, right? Be good with where your best is at each and every day, right? Like, um, 
for, for me, there's times where I, where I go into work and I feel like I'm 100%, right? And I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I still judge myself and say, I could have done more. Like Lee was saying, being a perfectionist, I could have done this, I could have done that, right? But knowing that with everything else that's going on at that point in time, there was, there was nothing else I could have done. And I, and I think that's very, very important, like moving forward in your life when you're going for the things that you want is not to sit there in self-judgment and beat yourself up with it. Like use this tool about being your best and being good with it to help you improve and help you take ground in your life. So how can that help you with your self-worth? How can this principle specifically help you with your self-worth? So I, I think a really good example of doing your best is parenting. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who has children knows you, you always do your best when you're disciplining your children, when you're teaching your children, and do they always learn the lesson or whatever it is you're trying to convey to them? No, they don't. So, okay, and you still did your best in that moment. Mm -hmm. And it's a learning experience so that the next time there's something else available to me mm -hmm. in my tool belt in teaching my child something. It wasn't available to me in this particular moment, but it's available to me next time because of this particular moment, right? So it is, in, in this moment, it's my best. It's always my best. And my best in this moment makes more available to me in the next moment that then becomes my best. And, okay, go ahead, Gus, but I wanted to ask, and so how is that like really tied into your self-worth? I, I hear what you're saying, but can one of you explain I, uh, to me? One example, and, and as far as what she was saying and what you were mentioning, is when we put our intention in the right place and we know we're doing our truly best, whether it be at work, with kids or family, uh, friends, when we give the best advice, when we do the best exercise that we can do, when we nurture ourselves and we treat others the way we want to treat them, then you're putting yourself in a situation where no matter what other people say or question you about, you already know in your heart that there was no other room for maybe not another different way because you gave your truly best at the moment. And when that happens, it's not like you can judge yourself or you feel guilty about yourself. You just do it. Your intention was right. Your intention was to mm. create something positive where you can also create something negative and, right. and, and destroy things around you. But when your intention comes with love and passion and creating something, there is no judgment around you because you feel happy with yourself. And that, well, that's what self-worth is about. It's about doing things and, and doing things not just to do them. It's to putting an intention behind them. Well, I think the, to kind of piggyback on what they've both said, the, the self-worth really comes in when you know that you really have put forth a genuine effort, you know, where you have, you know, regardless of your result, you know, you know what, I did everything I possibly could, I gave my best, and if this is what my result was, you know what, I'm proud of myself because I gave my best. You know, not necessarily because of the result, because, you know, maybe, you know, you wanted to make $10,000 and you made 6000 Who cares? I still made $6,000. It wasn't ten. But I know that I feel great because I put forth all the effort. I did everything I possibly could, gave my best. So I'm not proud so much because of the result. I'm proud because of what I put forth to get the result. That is an awesome point you bring up. Um because a lot of times we use doing our best is we hold ourselves to this, this standard that we did our best one time. And we can use it to beat ourselves up. And then we can't move past it. 
because that was our best, and we, we got to do every situation and every moment to be at that plateau, right? And, and a lot of times we, we base failure on, well, we didn't hit our best, so we failed. We didn't achieve the outcome that we wanted, so we failed. Like I, I was listening to Tony Robbins the other day, right? And it's not that you fail, right? You succeeded in creating the outcome or the result that you created, which gives you power because if you created that, then what does that mean? That you can create something else, right? And and not holding yourself to like this thing, like using being your best as a whipping board. Like I didn't meet this standard. I didn't meet this standard. I didn't meet this standard, right? Tell me, does that take the passion out of what you're doing in your life? Uh, I didn't the, meet the standard. To the contrary, it should actually yeah. drive you, you know, because, you know, because of your passion and because of your desire to succeed or to get better and better or accomplish more, you know, that should be more of a driver than actually a limitation. But in most cases, it limits people because, like you said, they're, they're describing more of a failure versus I actually accomplished this and it wasn't what it used to be, but I did accomplish this. So tomorrow I'm going to accomplish something different and the day after something different and have it be more of a springboard you know, to move forward versus a limitation to hold you back. And and one thing that the book was talking about, right, when you read the book on doing your best. The four agreements? The four agreements, okay. yes. And it, it talks about learning from your mistakes. Mm -hmm. So you were saying you did something, whatever it was, you're able to be conscious about what you did wrong, where you did not do good enough. Right? You want to accomplish something, doesn't mean you're going to accomplish it. You gave it your best shot. So you learn from the mistakes, you continue to practice, you know where your downfall is, but you try to perfect it in a way where you are always aiming for a higher ground. And that's what the book talks about. It, it talks about increasing your own awareness and continuing to do your best at times. No matter what is going on, no matter if you're sick, no matter how you feel, if you're emotional, if you have your menstrual cycle, if you're amputated a leg or not, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You if do you your best. If you just happen to amputate a leg. Yeah, and I see people come to my office, and, and I see them. I see people with end-stage renal disease on dialysis. They're blind. They're, there's people that have all kinds of diseases, and I see them there, and they smile at you, and they're so happy, and I'm like, what was the choice that you made today that allowed you to come here instead of complaining about your life all day? Right. Where other people have nothing, and they come to my office, and they're just whining all day. They whine to other people, I guess. It's kind of like an assumption, but it's true. <laughs> and the moment they come to the office, they're complaining. There's the other individual who has all kinds of diseases, takes 20 pills. And you know what? This person's smiling at you. They're happy. They're humble. And it lights up your day. Yeah. And and that's that's amazing. And And with that, like, we get to be free of do, using doing our best to be a limitation. Like your best yesterday, that was yesterday. Awesome, clean it off, clean it off, move forward, right? It, it opens up possibilities. Like my best today may be better than anything that I ever dreamed of. Like Roger Bannister, up until the time that Roger, Roger Bannister lived, right? It was thought to be impossible to run a mile in under four minutes. Right, he went out there and did that. He did his best. It was better than his best from the day before, right? And the next day, he might not have run a four-minute mile, but since that time, him doing his best and keep growing and moving, 
20,000 people since then have run a mile under four minutes, right? So not only did his best like go off the charts, he created that possibility for other people's best to go off the charts. And if we can get to the, the point where we can forgive ourselves and love ourselves and, and know that my best yesterday, that was my best yesterday, I get to have a new best today, whatever that may be, and own it and love it. Okay, uh, thank you, Leah, Carlos, and Gustavo for being on the show. This is an opportunity for you to share uh, what you want and contact information, what's coming up for you. So my name is Leah Lamb, and I am a certified recovery coach. I'm also a life coach. If you're interested in supporting your recovery or in your life, feel free to contact me at gratitudetexas at gmail.com. Thank you, Leah. Uh, Carlos Campana. As I said, I'm a realtor. Uh, so if you're looking for real estate and buying, selling, renting, <laughs> you can definitely give me a call at 954 732 nine six seven nine and i also do personal coaching and corporate coaching so you can reach me at the same number thank you carlos gustavo aguilar i would like to share the information i work in western florida out of familymedicine.com with dr alberto ringhifo we're more than happy to help you and any kind of your needs uh, we do a lot of holistic medicine and we do also combine it with uh, western medicine Awesome. So I really want to thank you guys for being thank in the you. studio tonight. Thank you. <laughs> I so love you guys, and I appreciate you. Thank I you, really, really you. appreciate you. On Tuesday, February 24th, Abundance Education will be having a free Design Your Life workshop that is intended for you to discover what is possible in your life, what holds you back from having it, and what is next for you. And the next Abundance Education Part 1 Discovery Workshop is on March 4th through the 8th. In this workshop, you will discover and become aware of the subconscious barriers that can limit you and hold you back from the results you want in your life now. In this five-day workshop, you will learn the tools and go through a variety of experiential exercises to uncover these deep-rooted beliefs. Wow, that's a mouthful, huh? <laughs> Isn't it, though? <laughs> <laughs> so... La real quick, last question. How did you guys pay it forward in this last week in your lives? You know, I was thinking about this question earlier, and one of my great joys in life is supporting people and moving forward in their journeys, you mm -hmm. know, in their self-development programs all over the place. And just this last week, I have a very small place. It's a two-and-a-half-ish bedroom place. And I had five people come stay with me and we squeezed them in there for a week, you know, oh. just as a way to give back and to sit and watch people on the journey of awakening was absolutely beautiful. Thank oh. you, Leah. All right. I'm going to leave you with the quote of the day. Doing the best at this moment puts you in the best place for the next moment. It came from Oprah Winfrey. Find out more about the Abundance Education Workshops and the TMI Show by checking us out on www.abundanceeducation.com or like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com backslash Abundance Education. Special thanks to the Own Your Power team who helped yeah. make this show yeah. possible. <laughs> the Own Your Power Radio Network is a 24-hour network of personal and business development. They also have R&B, soul, and eclectic grooves to keep you in a good mood. 
So tune in next week on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on OwnYourPowerLifestyle.com. Next week's topic will be designing your destiny. Until next time, remember, live extraordinary, abundantly, and daringly, sending much love and abundance to you all. Good night. Good night. Good So...